I hate daylight savings. Why? Do you want to do an intro or do you want me to just go on? Why do you hate daylight savings? It's so unnecessary. Give me a good reason about an industry that you're in that supports daylight savings and it's, it's, it helps you. Because um, medically speaking, everyone at my job was miserable today watching the sun go down at four. I have to walk our puppy in the dark. It's dark out right now and it's 5.45 p.m. Yeah, man, I don't know, I don't know what is up with this daylight savings business. I don't know who invented it. The farmers, dude. Arizona and I stand, Hawaii. Hey, hey, I stand with farmers. Okay. I do too. Okay. I do too. Swat your P's and Q's. I do. Hey, hey. I stand with hey. the farmers, but hey. I'm just saying Arizona and Hawaii don't have to observe daylight savings. Hey, man. It's a runway and you're coming in kind of hot. Okay. I'm going right. to need you to <laughs> slow it down on the farmers. All right. All right. So daylight savings sucks. <laughs> um, but the Mexican Grand Prix was fantastic. It was good. It was wonderful. I love Mexico. I love the Mexican fans. I said this before. I think they're amazing. I literally, I wish there was an Indian F1 driver in India. I feel like that's the only other place you would get this kind of like, there's, it's not patriotism. just, yes, it's not, it's not just like, um, Lewis Hamilton is from England, or if you know George Russell ever won in England, or even if like Ricardo won in Australia, the colors, like the like the culture, like the track, like everything, everything, and we'll get to the celebrations because I obviously don't want to just like hop to the end like I always do, but like everything about the Mexican fans is amazing. Like I just love it. Well, there's no place like Mexico. There's none because it's like. Yeah, it's Mexico. It's like a very vibrant, colorful culture. And the people are very vibrant, colorful people, too. And they happen to have, like... I mean, actually, no, that's not true. Because when Sergio was racing for Racing Point, it was, like, same vibes. No, I know. And that's what I'm you saying. That's like, he was... I was going to say maybe it's because he's in a winning car now. No, it was the same. Mexicans love Checo. And the thing is, is that they... We haven't seen this kind of at least in the couple of years that we've been watching, we haven't seen this kind of um, fannery. I don't know if that's a word. Um, fanfare. Fanfare. That's, what the, that's the actual word, I think. Usually I have to correct yours. Funner is the one you don't understand. Funner? Uh, it's it's more fun. Word. It's more fun. No, it's funner. No, it's not. <coughs> um, what was I saying? We haven't seen this type of fan fanfare. Yeah. The same way because he wasn't in a winning car, but because he's in a winning car and on top of it, it's Checo Perez. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Checo's dope. He's amazing. But that was cool. Like the Mexican circuit is, is really that cool. That chicane is just like... Where the whole crowd is. Anyway, uh, welcome to the next episode. I didn't even do an intro. <laughs> welcome to the next episode of F1 My Life. I'm Priya. This is Cam. Welcome to F1 My Life podcast. Milo is around here somewhere. It's Priya and Cam podcast now upon popular demand. It's Priya and Cam. Mm -hmm. We're shifting it around. Mm -hmm. So Cam and Priya, you didn't okay this with me. I know I voted. And Milo voted. You just weren't here for it. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
We went to Mexico for the Grand Prix. Yeah. Meaning F1 was in Mexico. I wish I was in Mexico. You remember when we were in Mexico? That was which, great. Uh, which uh, podcast was that, <coughs> that we did in Mexico? Was it from Monaco? I think so. And we were on the beach. beach yeah. If you awesome. guys haven't seen that, there's a video version. And um, Checo was supposed to show up, but he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. I forget. True him. story. Yeah. That was cool. We did that on the beach. That was really dope. That was really fun. I had fun doing that one. But um, yeah, the so like jumping right in um, to this wonderful Mexican Grand Prix. Um, you know, before we get started. You want to start um, with Quali? Yeah, I want to start with Quali, but I do want to bring up something that really interestingly changed since Coda. What? Did you hear about like the Martin Brundle like factor or something what or about like this whole thing having to do with um, people in who are like celebrities and stuff coming to the track? There's like a new rule. Did you hear about this? No. So Martin Brundle was like very upset about us. So we talked about this during the last um, podcast. There was that. What is that girl's name? The rapper? Uh... She's the... Megan um, the Stallion. Yeah. So Megan the Stallion, I obviously like, I know Martin Brundle more than I know her. Um, Megan Stallion was on the track and Martin <laughs> Megan, Brundle was there. Megan Stallion. And she, um, she had a bodyguard and um, he basically told Martin Brundle to F off in, in his own way. Yeah. And what, what ended up happening was... Martin like really took that pretty seriously. I mean, it's it's sad. Like he's a former Formula One racer. He I mean, is known. Yeah. It's really rude. We talked about how disrespectful that was. And um, now, if you are a celebrity, you I think there's something you have to sign that you have to like be if open you, to talking to him. Yeah. And you can't have a bodyguard on the track anymore. Really? Yes. Wow. So I this is what I was like gonna tell you about, but then I decided not to because yeah. I just thought it'd be more fun this way. And I was so happy about that because I'm like, I felt personally that anybody who gives, like, it just showed, the article that I read about this showed that, like, America's just not ready for, like, Formula One in its entirety. They want to somehow shift it into something that they want. And Formula One is a European sport. We're lucky that it's come to America. We're lucky it's going to, you know, going to be in Miami. But unless we're not, unless we're willing to accept the sport and all of the fanfare the way that it should be and all of the wonderful commentators like we shouldn't have it yeah i mean every single sport has like a voice of the sport you know yeah ufc has joe rogan um i don't watch many sports so i don't (laughs) that's the only sports i know but i do know for a fact that there are like every sport has you know, like uh, uh, an anchor or somebody. And I don't know if it's necessarily Martin Brundle. Like for F1, it's more so Crofty. But when it comes to like the color commentary on the grid and the interviews and stuff, that's Martin Brundle. And it's like, yeah, I think the entire, like everybody, like everybody who watches F1 knows that like, that's like, it's Martin Brundle. Yeah. Like that guy's the dude. Like, why wouldn't you want to talk to him? And it just it just so clearly shows that, like, people have no... Like, if you don't know who he is and you're just walking away and your bodyguards are, like, pushing you away and stuff, it's just like, okay, these people are clearly not here for the sport. They're here just for the clout. Yeah. Much, right? And it's annoying. And it's, like, so... I love that it's, like, so apparent, though. Yeah. I mean, it, you know? it's really interesting. I just thought that that was such a cool little thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
I'm just gonna grab my chew toy. You can continue. Yes. Yeah. So qualifying. Let me get these chew toys for this doll. Look, look, Milo. Look, chew toys. Relax. <laughs> You're gonna be a great parent. Come on. I know. Look, show it in their mouth. There you go. There you go. Um, All right. So quality. Quali. Let's get into quality, man. Quality was so good. Interesting qualification that we had going on here. Yeah, I mean, it was like so. First off, like let's just get like let's just get Q1 out. Like Q1, like Alonzo, Latifi, Mick, Schumacher, Mazepin, and Stroll. Stroll had that huge crash, and he was out. I mean, it was like oh, yeah. The, yeah, Q1 was like red flagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like ten minutes or so. And so, of course, like, um, stroll being stroll. I'm just kidding. No, it was really actually awful. No, he, he had the back. No, he had the back slip out yeah. on the car. He was going through a turn and he lost the rear. And, um, yeah, he was done. Um, so they red flagged Q1. Um, and then, obviously, uh, like we said, like, Alonzo, Latifi were out. Not surprised. Mick Schumacher, not surprised. Mazepin, not surprised. <laughs> um, but it was nice to see Giovinazzi and Raikkonen hit yeah. into Q2. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to like make our way up. Yeah, so yeah. Q2, we then saw the demise of Vettel, Raikkonen, Russell, Giovinazzi, and Ocon. Um, Vettel was just ugh, so close. This close. So close. Um, so back in the, in the top 10, um, we had the rest remaining. Honestly, it was a pretty like interesting grid change between mercedes and red bull i feel like they just kept kind of volleying between them at one point that, that was a great quality it was that was fun to watch it was really nice you know i enjoyed it a lot yeah they were going back and forth for a bit but i mean isn't that just the story of the season pretty much red bull mercedes is like at each other's throats i love it it's i'm here for it yeah. um i'm so here, <laughs> I'm for, here it. for it like watching checo just like be like a provisional poll for like all of the four seconds he was provisional poll for like the crowd went crazy like yeah. it was wild to see that um so it was it was back and forth i think i really do feel like and we'll get more into this with the race i feel like the rest of the grid was just like forgotten for a while including gasly signs ricardo leclerc sonoda and norris um mclaren really struggled to to make it happen for q3 you know yeah um norris and norris ricardo as well. he was q10 i mean he was p10 um he qualified just below leclerc signs qualified above ricardo so basically the ferraris were always better than the mclaren um and obviously in the constructors they're so close right now yeah. that it would have been amazing i'm really rooting for mclaren um i really want to see them have the third standing in the constructors. That's I my... want to see uh, Norris get some more podiums. I want yeah. to see Ricardo get some more podiums because yeah. I think it's like within their reach, their reach to do so. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be interesting, but of course, I mean, as we know, qualifying was amazing. Um, at one point, Max had P one. At one point, or sorry, Perez had P one. At one point, Hamilton Bottas, had P one, yeah. and then of course. I mean, Bottas stole pole, which was... Yeah, he got it, and then I think Hamilton was making a run for it and couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Yeah, he, he was still a second, almost a second off, or half a second off. Yeah, which is interesting, but I mean, I don't know. Valtteri's legit. He can put in the work in quality, but it's, it's, 
points I wonder where it what happened there. I didn't read too much on why. They struggled. It was interesting. So at yeah. the, so in Q2, uh, Red Bull was actually outperforming Mercedes. But then all of a sudden in Q3, Mercedes pulled ahead. And it was just wild. They found power they didn't have. You, Kamal, do you remember what happened? Um, this Remember Perez like mowed the lawn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Um, it was Yuki Sonoda. Was it Yuki that fell off? Are you talking about in the race? No, no. This was about in the um, in quali because there was a, something that happened where then Perez had to go wide and it cut him out. Max had to correct to go around. So he lost pace. So their last laps were just kind of moot point at that point. That's yeah. what ended up happening. Yeah. I don't know, like, and, and there was this thing during Quali where they were saying, like, the Red Bulls, like, Max's spoiler had, like, tape on it. Oh, yeah, they both did, didn't they? I don't know if they both did or if it was just Verstappen's car, but something was going on with their car. And, yeah, we talked about this. We mentioned this where I was just like, um, I'm like, he doesn't seem too bothered no. by the fact that he didn't get pole. And I had a feeling, but the thing is, this happens all the time in races and you see it all the time too where because the way the grid is the person in p3 is behind the person in p1 yep and if there's a straight you get a slipstream and then it gives you the advantage through the corner and i don't know how many times max has pulled that one move so i was like he's probably just gonna try that i honestly didn't realize that until kind of the race started i was like you just don't seem ticked off for a guy that's in p3 um I'm going to give this to you. Yeah. So it was kind of nice. It was really kind of nice to see him like level-headed, not worry about, you know, quality and just know that he got a good enough position where he was able to maximize on it. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah, pretty much. And then race day comes. Yeah. So quality was like, how did, how did quality finish up then? So Bottas. P1, Hamilton, Hamilton, P2. Verstappen, Perez, Gasly, Gasly. Sainz, Ricardo, Leclerc, Sonoda, Norris. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Nope. Stop it. Yeah. So I think the best part about the race is that it was in the afternoon for us. I know. Thank God, man. It was nice. Although I'll be honest, I actually am getting used to morning races. A part of me is like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, for the rest. Yeah, for like or in the, the morning. morning. Like I'm like, I feel like I should be watching the race. I kind of love. Unpopular opinion. I yeah. really love morning races more than I like afternoon. I like that my day I is like. I don't like like super early morning races. Like six a.m. No, but like I'm not mad at like seven or eight. Yeah. I mean, I say that. No, I'm serious. I, I would actually, love like a 10 or 11 a.m. race. I think a 9 a.m. would be perfect. You know? Yeah, I think 9 a.m. would be perfect. But like 6 a.m., what was that one race? Turkey? We, Turkey? No, Istanbul? Which one, which one was the one we watched when like we were Istanbul. Sick, and it was like at 4 in the morning. And it then was, we got up and we had like the worst headache in the world because we were sick. And then Oops. we were like immediately just went to bed because yeah. we were like, no, nope, yeah, this was, is not happening. That we'll was watch this later. That was what we call stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're never doing that again. God willing, we never have to be that sick again either. Yeah. But yeah, the race, I mean, the race happened at like one or one o'clock or something like that. One or two. Yeah. No, it was one. I don't know. Was whatever. it a 1 p.m. race? It was like 1 p.m. And so, I mean... 
I think that the start was like really interesting. Um, you, I feel like just understood it better. So I'm gonna let you explain it. Yeah, no. So like, like all drivers pretty much got away well, right? I mean, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm, I mean, like through the straight, they yeah. got away well. Um, and then through the first turn, like pretty much exactly what we were saying happened where Verstappen was behind Hamilton. He got the slipstream and he um, late braked through the first turn. Mm -hmm. So he braked as late as he could. And obviously the advantage of that is you go like further down more than anyone else. The disadvantage to that is like, if you don't know what you're doing, you could lock up and slide right through. Yeah. That's a wrap, right? Um, but I mean, that just comes with, I guess, a skill. So he, he like late braked and um, he ended up getting like right ahead. Perez was right there with him um, in third, I believe. And then there was like this humongous set of incidents that occurred one of which being Bottas being hit by Ricardo who was it was Ricardo, it Ricardo yeah it was Ricardo deemed as a racing incident which I was so happy about because yeah. um yes there's nothing better than it's, having it deemed I a mean racing I mean incident. I don't know how you don't deem it a racing incident to the first turn anything yeah. to the first turn in my eyes is a racing incident I'm sorry like what do you like? What do you really I mean, expect? The FIA so, can think whatever so they want. Bottas got um, knocked out of the race as well as Yuki. Well, he I didn't get knocked right? out of the race. He he got turned around, and then um, he hit. It was just like a domino effect. Like he which hit, always happens. Yeah, I mean, there was just a, it was such a cluster. It was kind of amazing to see that. Um, and I, I think that Bottas even like apologized, but I really don't think it was his fault. I think it was just like. He, because of the late braking, because of the way that the turn happened, it was just, it was, again, it just had a racing incident. Um, and then shortly after that, Yuki Sonoda also was like knocked out. Um, he got just completely turned around and sandwiched and knocked out of the race. And so then of course there was a safety car. I think it started as a virtual and then it turned into a real safety car, right? Was yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. And so we did like two or three laps behind the safety car. Um, Ricardo came in, I think Bottas came in, and they were both like... I don't think Ricardo had a wing. He didn't have a front wing. That's why he had to come in, yeah. <laughs> and Bottas needed to go on hards, because Mercedes was like, yo, bro, we are not letting you do anything else from now on. Yeah. Like, we are just making you do hards until yeah. you are done. Um, yeah. After, the, after like, all the impact behind the safety car, Bottas came into the pits. Um, Ricardo came into the pits. He didn't have a front wing, like you were saying. Yeah. Bottas like needed to go on hards because he like I think he like locked up. Um, going in, I think his like right rear was like messed up. So um, of course they pitted behind the safety car, which is great, except for the fact that like it took <laughs> it took Bottas and Ricardo like this was the race. Like the end result, we'll get to in a minute, which everyone already knows. But like Ricardo and Bottas were just like at it the entire time like he like Bottas needed to get beyond Ricardo so many times that like a meme was formed <laughs> of Ricardo's butt and it was like this is all Bottas saw for the majority of his race like his race was screwed and then on top of his race being screwed even when he tried to like make it back up through the um through the traffic his pit stop 
was horrendous. They were saying they had almost the same kind of issue, I think. The nut. Thought. Yeah, with the wheel nut on the car. That's what I said yesterday. Oh, no, 11 point something seconds. And I think I remember Cam was sitting here and I was like, it's happening again. Like, it's yeah. happening again. <laughs> Poor guy had such a horrible race. He literally pitted, I think it was one, two, three, four. I think he pitted, correct me if I'm wrong, four times. He pitted and then he got softs and then he got another pair of softs. Yeah. Because he was out of the points. There was no way he was going to get points. And they were points. like, just go get that fastest lap. And they lap. just wanted to steal the DHL fastest lap. Yeah, Verstappen had it. We're not sponsored by DHL, so you don't have to call it that here. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Verstappen <laughs> held, on to, <laughs> held on to that. Verstappen had the fastest lap. The DHL fastest. Hey, dude, do you work for DHL? I know. Or, uh, Sponsor me. Do you work for the hospital? <laughs> hey, snapping guns, though, you know? <laughs> Hey, love, which uh, time machine did you uh, hop out of from the year 2000 where people do snap and guns? You know what that reminds me of? What? That Jonas Brothers song. I don't listen to the Jonas Brothers. Do you know that song? I don't know what Jonas Brothers song people are like. Who sings? Who sings like that? Sponsored by DHL. DHL isn't giving us Which any one money. of your friends? This podcast is not sponsored by DHL. This podcast is sponsored by, like, it's literally where we are, our home. I probably shouldn't say that on the internet. Yeah, you know, not a good idea. <laughs> we live in Wyoming. You know what? You know what, love? <laughs> You're just giving me more and more. I like to just edit this thing as quickly as possible. Now it's just giving me more crap to edit out of this podcast i'm gonna have to bleep that out fully <laughs> let's just put our address on you know the entire you know reminds me of, of you know gossip girl when she's on the I d- hey hey man i don't know you gossip do you girl. watched it don't lie to the i've never seen gossip girl what are you talking about i can't believe you'd lie on tv so remember that part where um, Jess is like coming back from the jury? No. And the, it's like that juror and they were like both on the air and they like told each other their address and stuff. Oh yeah. No, I don't. He watched Nobody it cares. all twice. Um, but yeah, no. So it, like Bottas stole away the DHL fastest lap um, from Verstappen because that's what you do. You just steal away the fastest lap because it's a point if you can. And it's a point for the, it's a point nobody got though, right? Because how it works is you need to be in the points to get that point, but you can steal it. And it's kind of just like, nobody gets it then. Because the, because the whole championship and constructors is such a tight race. Like every single point matters. And we only have four races left now. (laughs) So sad. And it's going to, I literally, like, I'm going to freak out, dude, if this comes down to the last race. It's going to come down to the last race. And we have to figure out who's going to be the champion. That's going to be so nail-biting. I can't even deal with it. It's going to be amazing. But Mexico was, um, Mexico was great. Like, overall, I think it was overall, despite, like, the first um, few laps, it was a pretty standard race, like you're, you know, used to seeing. It was. I think like there was um, there was like some good overtaking in the midfield to back at times. There was that whole issue with Ferrari where um, Leclerc and Sainz were asked to switch to flip because yeah. Sainz said that Leclerc was 
basically holding up his race. But interestingly enough, Leclerc still finished ahead of Sainz in the standings. Um, Vettel came back from a very impressive P11 to P7. Yeah. Um, Raikkonen and Alonso scored. We had both the 40-year-olds, like, dueling it out. Raikkonen was putting in work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, work, 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 yeah. work, work. Yeah. Um, I was very sad to see that despite, you know, all of Ricardo's efforts and all of his um, sacrifice that he made, <laughs> he made the ultimate sacrifice to just break Mercedes. Um, he only got to P12. Um, oh, he was a real MVP? Yeah, he was a real. He was my driver <laughs> of the day. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. They need to start, I hope. I w it would be so hilarious if, like, for example, somebody knocks out, like, a driver, like, or somebody would spin out Hamilton. I'm not a Hamilton hater. I know I hear that all the time. Yeah. But if somebody, like, just hypothetically, if they knock somebody out like that, and the person who knocked them out got driver of the day, it'd it, be so it hilarious. It almost happened, right? It was like, there was something that happened like that. Like, they joked at the beginning that, like, Mazepin would be that person. No, there was that one race where the one driver knocked out, like, four drivers. Yeah. Once, and they're like, this guy's a real driver of the day. It was like a meme. There's like, um, I forgot to mention at the beginning, in addition to Sonoda DNFing, Mick Schumacher did. I don't really think it adds anything to this podcast whatsoever because I've completely forgotten about Haas. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Mazepin, I think for the first time in his life, got above Mick. He was plus three laps at the end. Way to go, Mazepin. You at least finished. Um, <laughs> the real... I think story here were like the last like 14 laps. I think one of the big stories, I mean, how this waste race was waste, how this race was whiffers, how this race was how this race was won. Um, tire strategy, yeah, boy, that's all it was. Well, no, it wasn't just tire strategy, but that's my opinion. I'll tell you, why. I mean, yeah, like racing, but tire strategy was. Like, a huge part of it. Like, I mean, yes, like, Max got, like, an amazing start, made the moves he made. But then after that, like, with how everything was going, like, I, I don't know. I'm personally enjoying races where it's, like, tire strategy like this and you got to get the pit stops, like, completely Absolutely. perfect. Yeah. And then, like, because, like, I mean, that's all. I guess that's really what F1 I like your new glasses, to. Cam. Thanks, dude. Can you guys see them? Can you guys see him here? He's very proud or of Or maybe them. you can't because they're clear. Yeah, I'm an artiste, dude. Yeah, artiste. All artistic people wear these glasses. Okay, it's I had to interrupt like, you. I, I have so many thoughts in my head right now. But yeah, yeah the coming down to the tire strategy is like so interesting to me. Because yeah. um, the race started as Max. And then it was like, I think it was Hamilton Perez. And then Hamilton Pitt, right? Yeah. And then it was Max, and then it was Perez. Hamilton went for the undercut. He did. He went yeah. for the undercut, but then he was supposed to come out. Um, he was supposed to come out In ahead front. of Leclerc. Yeah. And he came up behind Leclerc. And even yep. though Leclerc dove into the pits afterwards, he still lost that time. And yeah. that was like very valuable time because he was on new tires, and it was just it's just not ideal. And Verstappen stayed out. And he stayed out. You know, he was able to manage the tires pretty well. And then he... I was freaking out, man. I know you were. Like, at that time, I was like... Because uh, the thing I've noticed so much is like whoever goes for the undercut, at least with Mercedes and Red Bull, they tend to do like the best, right? I think, I think the 
problem here for Mercedes is the undercut was not powerful. No. Because they are not quick. Yeah. On this track. Yeah. Right? So they pulled that off, but then... Uh, Verstappen did a few more laps and then he finally came in for a pit stop. But before that even, like Perez was leading his Grand Prix and that was like, I don't know, I think I have like a very soft place in my mind for Checo Perez and for like Mexico and the Mexican fans. Like that for me was just amazing to see. Like I know he wanted to win and I know that it wasn't in the cards for him to win. And I wonder if team orders would have come into place, but still, all of that aside, to see him leading his home Grand Prix was just, like, gave me goosebumps. Like, I was so excited to see that. Yeah. And then, this is He was the first Mexican driver to lead the Mexican Grand Grand Prix. Prix. So, like, doesn't that give you goose pimples? Like, I've got goose, I've got goosebumps. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty insane. That's a good, uh... That's a good moment for Checo and it's a good yes. moment for Mexico, man. And Red Bull and just like the Mexican fans, like he it's went so through lively. he went through the 320,000 just in that chicane. And he's like I at the end of the race in the post race, he's like I could hear them. Yeah, he was like I could hear the fans. And that's a lot when you got like your earbuds in, the helmet on, and the noise of a Formula One car, and you're able Pulling to hear, geez, like, and you're able to hear the roar of the crowd. Like that's amazing. I mean, like I don't. Who I, knows what that? Feeling I know. Is I'm like. like, I just, I get like a little emotional thinking about it. I'm like, that's amazing. It's having an, a whole nation like yes, behind, behind you, really, you, support which is you. so sick. You know, and especially after the year that they've had, and especially after everything that Checo's been through with like racing point like it's just it was such a nice culmination of this like crescendo coming upwards like he has made himself back up from like this like yeah back of the back of the you know um the race like he's made himself up from like a team that wasn't the best like he's where he needs to be so he read he led the race he read the live he, <laughs> you too, eh, dude? He, he led the race. I'm looking at Red, that's why. He led the race um, for just a few laps and then, yeah. of course, had to he dive had to in. Come in. Yeah. Good and this stop. is where it got interesting because Max was still he, Max was still ahead, right? One, he was behind Checo until he pit. And then Checo pit, and it was, um, for a while, it was Verstappen. It was Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, right? Yeah. And the AWS or whatever it is. No, I'm not sponsored by them. Um, the AWS, like, predictor, predicted. I didn't do my red leather, yellow leather. The predictor um, was, <laughs> you're like, I've got to edit all this shit out. You don't need to say the names <laughs> of, like, all these companies. Can somebody please tell Priya that she doesn't... Uh, my voice just literally cracked. That's how she's saying. Can somebody please tell Priya that she doesn't need to say, like, all these company names? No. They, they sponsor them. They paid them the money. They paid that man his DHL money. and AWS can sponsor me any day. The analytics were saying that... That he was going to... It was going to be, gonna be a, like, a moderate distance. striking distance. They said, actually, within the last couple laps. And your boy Sergio Perez was putting in so much work... He was putting in, he was doing that work. There were obstacles though. But he was within striking distance within a few laps. Yes. And they were like, oh, he's like, he's like fast enough that he's going to catch him actually pretty soon. But it's one thing to catch and another thing to pass. Who said that? Crafty. No. Who? Murray. Oh, shoot. I knew that. You told me that last time. 
it's one thing to catch, it's another thing to pass. Ooh. Very famous quote. Um, um, so it was interesting, but but this is, I don't know if you remember this, what? but one of the um, parts of the obstacles that Checo had to go through was the traffic, right? So there was traffic that Hamilton was getting into that was slowing him down, and then there was traffic that if they didn't yield was going to be the prompt for Checo. So Norris, I think at one point was shown like blue flags and he had to like let Sergio and Hamilton and Sergio respectively pass. And then did you, do you remember me saying this yesterday about George Russell? So George Russell is of course, like he's, he's been lapped, right? And Hamilton is coming up on him and he yields to him, right? Because he needs to, that's the rules. But he doesn't yield as quickly to Checo. And a part of me was like, you're already being the buddy next year. He's already being the bridesmaid. Yeah, the bridesmaid. To Lewis Hamilton. That's hilarious. Isn't it? I thought that was so funny. So there were a lot of obstacles. I mean, it was really difficult. And it was so close. It was like 0.7. He's like, yeah. At the end. Yeah. Um. He's like Toto's little pet. Yeah. You know? I will groom you. Yes, Toto. Yes, I will. Yes, yes I will. <laughs> I will hold up. Uh, I will hold up Sawyer Sergio. Even yes. Crafty said yes, it. Whatever. He was like, "I don't think those were to like." Good orders. George. Good <laughs> George. So creepy. <laughs> like how light that touch. You know, was. like Star Wars. Yeah. Like that that guy, my apprentice. Oh like yeah. From the dark so side. Creepy. Trying to turn the guy. Yeah. yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel like really like George this. Russell's like a young Anakin's yes, yeah, and that <laughs> kind of um, looks I forget, a little like I him. I forgot what the dark, what's the Darth guy's name again. Anna, are you sponsored by Star Wars? <laughs> no, I'm sponsored by DHL, fastest lap board. <laughs> <laughs> or AWS. AWS, Amazon. Amazon has enough money. We don't. Need they to, have. Yeah, let's scratch need that. To I need to help them. Cheese. Um, but it was. I just. I don't know. I just thought that that. I was. My heart kind of just really wanted Sergio, not only for the constructors championship, not only for the um, drivers championship, because of course Sergio is really close to Bottas. I think it's a twenty point difference right now, which is not that bad if yeah. Bottas continues to suck. Yeah. Um. I just want to point out there that if at any time in my career any F one drivers ever watch this, I love you all. Except for you, Mazepin. Dude, um, we're just passionate about yeah. this, you know? I actually don't think... I think Bottas is, like, able to do a lot. I just think he's not performing to the best of his ability. And he makes rash decisions and poor choices that result in him sliding Everything taken with a grain of salt, man. Who's yeah. taken, like, any of the... If, like... I thought about that the other day. I was like, we shouldn't be talking like this or da-da-da. It's like... You know, like, relax. It's all good. It's just a podcast. We're just here talking shit. Yeah. Like, it was funny. I saw don't this worry. about, like, um, like the pole position. Like, it was, like, a train. And it was, like, pole position for the fin. And then it was, like, um, that train yeah. got, like, screwed over by, like, Ricardo. Because that's what happened. I mean, Ricardo basically screwed them both. I want to see Bottas. Um, I want to see him do well. Yeah. He needs to go to another team. Yeah. Merce, like, I mean... Like, what are we going to, like, just sit here and, like, pretend like it's, like, Lewis is Mercedes golden boy. Yeah. Every team has a golden boy. Like, yeah. come on. Everyone Even Toto does. sounded, like, disappointed. Like, like Mercedes is Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Red Bull is Verstappen. And they did that. Red Bull's no different, man. Mm-hmm. They were doing the same thing with, with Ricardo. Albon. They did the same thing with Albon. They want their golden boy Verstappen to win. Yeah. It's in Drive to You can watch it in Drive to Survive. Albon wasn't performing. They're not going to sit there and let him just... And you know what? If Verstappen started to fall off, he'd be out the door right yeah. away. 
they would get rid of him right away. Yeah. McLaren, same kind of thing. Like, they know that their boy Norris is, like, that's their number the one driver. Boy, yeah. And that's who they're going to push. So it's like, it's not a knock to say, we I just have to. Ferrari is still with Leclerc, too. I think yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, Leclerc and Science are kind of, they, the thing with them is they're very interchangeable. They're, they are. They're, they're both, like, great drivers, right? But. I still think Leclerc is given a little bit more leeway, um, personally, because uh, Sainz was saying even in the post race that he was held up for a long time by Leclerc before the team even made that decision. But what Mercedes does with Lewis and all this and that and their strategies and trying to like have him win and every like every team does that. Yeah, you know, it's not it's no knock on it's no knock on Lewis. It's no knock on Bottas. It's no knock on Mercedes. It's just like. They, we just happen to talk about them because they are one of the... The top contenders. Top Formula One teams, period, yeah. right now. And Lewis is, like, the greatest Formula One driver of all time. Ever. You know? So it's like, yeah, that's that's really why that conversation... Exists. Happens. I think it was interesting, though, because Bottas, like, um, you could hear it in Toto Wolf's voice. Like, he was, like, disappointed in Bottas. Like, it's just, like, it's like his race was screwed from the very beginning. Or he screwed his own race. I mean, what? And it's, like, but then the vernacular, it bothers me because it's, like, isn't it that, like, we win together, we lose together, together we rise? Like, isn't that the thing? Like. Still we rise. Still we rise, my bad. Um, But how this ended, Verstappen just killed it. I mean, he just murked it. Like, he was done. With like with the race, like celebrating, like on the stands, like for the, the tire an hour strategy before. was what won him the race. Yeah, and then he was just able to like race his race for the rest of the race. Lewis tried to catch him; he couldn't close the gap though. He was, I think, he was staying within like five or six seconds of him, yeah. or something like that. Um, <laughs> but oh man. I mean, yeah, he pulled it off. Yeah. Verstappen pulled it off. He was able to secure the win. They notoriously <laughs> do well here. I think this was, what, Max's third win in Mexico? Was that right? I can't remember. I don't know exactly. They said he's won, though, a few Yeah, times which is amazing. But, I mean, the most anxious part of that race was Perez trying to hunt down Hamilton. Oh, my word. That was so intense. I mean, it was coming down to the last lap, and he was like in and out of DRS zones. It was so insane. It was wild. I'll be honest. It was absolutely wild. You know. I'm honestly like, I'm I'm just so gutted that he didn't get it because it would have made such a difference for the Drivers' Championship and the Constructors. Yeah. But being on podium in Mexico, like, no one will ever know what that's like unless you're Checo. And then, of course, our dark horse that nobody talked about. It was like a very cursory... Mentioned by Crofty, thank God even Crofty mentioned it, that Gasly was like the dark horse of the entire race. Like he was in a race of his own. He held AlphaTauri by himself. He was in P4. Nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about his race whatsoever. Nobody's talking about Gasly. He is single-handedly like lifting up AlphaTauri. I was saying that like, I don't know why Gasly hasn't really been in the news as much, but he's been... Or, like, in the in the talking points in, you know, Formula 1. Like, they kind of... I don't know. It's weird. But, like, he because he's been performing, like, very well. 12 points. Over the course of this uh, entire season. It's... I don't know. I felt like one season I heard about Pierre so much. And now it's just, like... That was last season. Absolutely, like, nothing about Pierre Gasly. Right now in the ninth. Right now, he is ninth in the Drivers' know, Championship. Out of 20. I don't know. It's weird. He's above, like, yeah, he's like, he, yeah, he's doing really well. 
You know, he's ninth. He's about 20 points behind Daniel Ricciardo. He's ahead of he's, Alonso. He's, he's, like, he's like fairly consistent this season. Yeah, he's you know, incredibly in consistent. Car. Um, but he doesn't get as much like attention, notoriety, or anything of that nature. No, he you know? doesn't. He doesn't. So, um, Which is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Do you know that Kimi Raikkonen is Finnish? Is he Finn? Yes. I mean, I'm not surprised. Look at how his name's spelled. But why? His last name. I know. It looks like an Ikea thing. Um, but it's like, why do we always it's call Bottas the Finn? They do. I mean, Raikkonen is just... Raikkonen's got his own Kimmy. thing. He's Kimmy. Yeah. But, but like... Or... Raikkonen's like the stone face, like, killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's his brand. Yeah. I think I think Bottas's brand is a little more like on the finish. Yeah, like he's more more associated with being Finnish, whereas Kimi is just associated with being like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, like that's what his thing, just to be like, so what? I wanted to go to Alfa Romeo. Why? Do, why am I doing a weird Indian accent? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, I like. <laughs> I think that it was really interesting. Um, because I just saw this article that Ricardo was like, I feel a little bit better now about the crash that happened at the beginning or the collision because he thought that it was more, it was less of an impact than what he initially thought it was because he felt really bad about what happened. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about the end of the race because like, that was just amazing. First off, nobody knows how to do a party like the Mexicans do. <laughs> That's, I mean, so of course it was Max Verstappen, Hamilton, and then uh, Checo Perez, and then P4 was Gasly, and then it went Leclerc, Sainz, and then down the grid. I think Norris was the last person who got in points. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, so first off, I love that they do this. They bring the winner's car like up by this, like, what is that mechanism? An it's elevator. It's like yeah, a lift. Yeah, yeah. And like Max it's was like the sitting stage. on it. He was sitting on it. That was so boss. So sick. You know? That was so boss. So sick. And like he drove Isn't there it. another race that they do that? I don't. I've seen this before. It might It might just, just be, be Mexico. Mexico. I, I think so. But that is so sick. I think it might have been one of the Middle Eastern races like Abu Dhabi. Was something. It? Yeah, because they do dope shit like that all the time. I mean, it was, it was amazing to see. First off, like... You couldn't, you could audibly hear the, disp- like, I don't, I don't think it mattered whether Checo was P2, P3, like, he, like, had the most cheers, he had the most applause, like, literally the Mexican fans erupted for him. I love that Max, like, grabbed the Mexican flag and was holding it with him and stuff. That was such a nice moment. It was a but really great moment. But I think everyone moment. feels it when it's, like, it's Mexico, you're in Sergio's hometown, it's, like, this race is really... Like, about Sergio Perez. Yeah. It's not really... Like, yeah, you win or whatever. You get points and all that crap and da-da-da. But, like, everybody who's there knows, like, how much racing in Mexico means to Sergio and how much Sergio means to Mexico. Yeah. You know, so... It's like Austria or the Netherlands for Max, but on a different level completely. Yeah. Like, first off... He's a hometown hero. He is. I was exactly going to say that. He's a hometown hero... First off, cried my eyes out seeing Checo's little boy. Like, there's all these pictures of him. Like, his like head is on the stage looking at his father. He's the proudest little boy in the world. But can we, for a second, talk about Checo's father? I want to check uh, in on this man. Is proudest he, dad alive. Yes. Is he sore today? <laughs> because 
he was running yeah. with the Mexican flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... That's amazing, though, man. That man. For, for Perez, though, it's all about representation. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's about winning is great, you know, but for Perez, it's all about representing his country, you know, and, like, you know, because, I don't know, I think, like, obviously, Mexico, like, it gets a bad rap sometimes, quite yeah. honestly, you know, if we're going to be totally honest, but I think Perez really puts it in a different kind of light, you know, for that for the nation. And I think people love him for that, you know. I think they're just so excited to see someone come from so little in the world, like from a place that has so little to bring this sport to Mexico and be on the podium. Put I it think on that's the podium, just it's just literally. like amazing. Yeah. Like it's cool, man. It was amazing to see his family there. It was amazing to see the fans literally rushing to the front. Um, very orderly, very safely. <laughs> um, but it was like wonderful to see yeah. that. And then just like his, I think his dad is such a vibe. Like his dad is the best vibe I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he, dad, that's, that's like dad goals. He dad, like, yeah, he's like in a suit and he like literally is like holding Christian Horner. He's like holding Max Verstappen. <laughs> he's it's like hysterical. hugging him and stuff. Oh yeah. They like, they're yeah. doing a group photo and he's like, you know, let's take his group. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I'll say it. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. Let me, Let's just it was get like you Max out of here and we'll do and our own. Father. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, bro, we just need to do drivers here. Yeah. Like, you're not everyone's dad but over Mac, here, bro. But, he, but his dad was like, I mean, like... Yeah, he's a sweet guy. It's it's amazing to see. I have to figure out what his dad used to do. I think he was a part of the sport in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. I have it's to possible. figure it out. And his wife was there you, and his you, child. In either case, he must have, you know, some kind of wealth coming in. Because was, Formula One, you know, to get yeah. into it, you need, you need some, some kind of money. Is, yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. We should look into that. Yeah. The story <laughs> behind the story. Yeah. His kid is so cute, though. His kid was so shy. Um, it was an amazing end to a wonderful race. It wasn't, like, the most impactful in terms of, like, turn by turn, as many passes as there was in, like, Coda. Coda was really interesting, I feel like, in terms of, like, lap by lap. I think there was, like, a 20-lap blow here in Mexico. But yeah. it, the results were in, and it was amazing. So in the stands, in the, uh, in the stands, wow, um, in the standings, there's right now, I believe it's a 19-point difference between Max and Lewis. Yeah. Am I right? 19, 7 and 12 is 19. Um, as I mentioned before, there's a 20-point difference between Bates and Perez. Lando Norris in fifth place at 150. And then, of course, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are rounding it out before Daniel Ricciardo, Gasly, and Alonso. It's coming down to it. We have... Um, a point difference in the We have literally four races. Brazil, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, and Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi left. Four races. I'm going to say this one more time. In the Constructors' Championship, there's a one-point difference. Yeah. That's so crazy. Constructors is going to well the thing about constructors is it can jump back and forth because there are two cars Four, yeah. and 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 like depending on how low or high but it's like red bull just needs to keep everything consistent yep and they'll pull off the constructors for sure i believe um drivers is just gonna give me anxiety. straight up anxiety like straight up constant stream of anxiety over the next few weeks over these races but um so excited well, four I, races yeah it, it's it's gonna be it's lit i i think it's literally gonna come down to the last race i think so you know and and the thing is and i think mercedes kind of knows this as well they've been kind of you know putting it out there a little bit but 
it's a known fact that Mercedes is not as strong on these last few races that are coming up. Brazil, especially, they're and, just not strong and there. And they know it. And Abu Dhabi, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it's weird. Because even even this one, like, even with Bottas and um, Lewis, like, on, on the front of the grid there, you know, they still, they still kind of, things shuffled around quite a bit. They did. So. I'm excited to see where Mercedes and Red Bull are. And you know what? I know not as many people care, but I'm really excited to see who takes third in the constructors, whether it's Ferrari or McLaren. Ferrari's ahead by only 13 points, but all four of those drivers are putting in work. Yeah. I think if Daniel Ricciardo had scored this weekend, it would have been so helpful, but Next weekend is right around the corner. In four days, we're literally racing again. I definitely want to see um, a McLaren or Ferrari on a podium before the end uh, of the year. In these in these last four races. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. That'd be super dope. I would like to see them instead of Mercedes. If that's just like my own like prayer for the <laughs> No, no, no. There's gonna be Mercedes is gonna be on the podiums. You never for know. Sure. For sure, it's you never not know. not happening. That's gonna happen for sure. But um, yeah. But I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited Brazil. to see the rest of these drivers. Oh man, I'm sad though that it's like the season's starting to wind down. Yeah, but you know what? You I'm know? not gonna get too sad yet because we still got four races. We got four races. It's going to wind down, but then it's going to start back up. And the next season is going to be really interesting because all the drivers are shuffling around. Yep. And um, the new car is coming, which should yep. make things a little more competitive. A lot more competitive. It's going to be interesting to see, you know. Where everyone goes. But, you know, it's going to like, things are going to wind down. But then we go into winter testing. Yep. And then all the new news and stuff on the cars is going to start coming out. We might just it's do a podcast be... during winter testing yeah, just to, to keep yeah, keep up with everybody. For the culture, you know. For the culture. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all. We'll see you guys for Brazil. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to DHL or AWS and have them sponsor oh us, then that would be great. Jesus. Um, I mean, but also, please. If you <laughs> don't already, um, subscribe on the YouTube channel, on Spotify, follow us on F1 My Life podcast, on I'll, Instagram. I'll try to post more content up there. Yes. I'm into editing season now. It's going to so be fun. It'll I'll be fun. I'll try to figure it out. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Okay, bye. bye.